Hello again, mech fans. Duncan Fisher here. People tell me, Duncan, you're the only announcer I care to hear. Nobody brings me into the mech action like you do. Why, I even read about mech matches with your voice in my head. Well, that's flattering to hear. It takes years, decades, to cultivate a fan base like mine. You know, back when I was a mech jock, people loved me when I won and hated me when I didn't. During that time, I learned an important life lesson that I want to share with you, my loyal fans. Life is all about winning. If you're not winning, you're not anybody. Once I figured that out, I knew what I had to do. No, not sabotage my opponent's mechs, though that wouldn't have been a bad idea. No, my path to glory was one of a greater calling. I set out to become the voice of Solaris 7. And today, despite all the scandals and investigations into my questionable ethical behavior, I'm at the top. No matter which mech jock wins the match, Duncan Fisher is always in the winner's circle. So there you have it, folks. Win above all else, and nobody cares how you played the game. This has been the Duncan Fisher Minute. Max Devs and Beer is recorded in front of a live studio audience and is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from Outreach Studios, you're listening to the Max Devs and Beer Podcast, a No Guts, No Galaxy special featuring your hosts, Phil and Darren. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy, Mechs, Devs, and Beer podcast number 11. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is May 16th, 2013, and my shout-out, it's going to go to Mead. Yes, I am diving into my mead-making process, and uh, I've got four gallons of it, so hopefully everything's going good. I'll let you guys know, but uh, yeah, honey wine. Oh yeah, that's so good. Darren, what do about you, you? Do you need your mead? <laughs> I need my mead. Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. My shout-out today goes to Impaler for Cynics. Zachary Strife and the entire crew at NGNG TV have been uh, hanging out with those guys, especially lately, and uh, just a, a lot of fun. They're creating a great community over there, and uh, I'm very glad that they're a part of NGNG. Here, here. I was going to say Dayso, Foxy Shortbus, Lethal Roast, yes, all of you guys. All of them. It's freaking amazing, and you guys are giving quality mech porn 24 7, so even quality ginger time. But, anyways, hey, I just want to say thank you to all of our uh, live studio audience out there, and of course, to all of our new listeners out there. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast we ask hey if you have the ability go to our website on the right side there's a support in gag there's a tip jar maybe mouse over show us some love and we'd appreciate it if you have any plans to buy anything on amazon.com or newegg.com please help us out by clicking through the banners on our website it won't add anything to your bill but it gives ngng a little kickback it's a good way to support us if you don't want to or cannot donate directly be a part of helping this great and i mean great community continue to grow all right, so we have two, well, we have three guests, but you guys already know Garth. I'm not going to give him an introduction <laughs> on every Garth. podcast. No, what's going on, Garth? We also have Brian Eggman, creative director at Prawn Games, as well as Thad Jancy, senior level designer. And that's actually the last time uh, we had a mixed up in beer. We interviewed you, Thad. Appreciate it coming back. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. I was going to say, you guys have been a little bit busy. Would you Would you say that's, that's a correct statement? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, sure. so so busy we can't talk. No, I was gonna say Paul's always busy, so obviously that means 
Brian makes him busy. So, all right. Anyways, we got some questions for you guys, and uh, specifically, we're we're going to be doing sort of an exclusive, getting some information out to the public about the upcoming map, and that is uh, Canyon Network. And so, we wanted to get you guys here, and you guys were like, "Hell yeah, let's answer some questions for people to sort of give them a heads up, and even some details about an upcoming map that uh, hasn't really been talked about." So, let's go ahead and dive into these questions, and feel free to elaborate as much as you want and stuff like that. But first off. Um, Brian, Thad, I, and Garth, I know you guys have played on this map. I've actually played on this map as well, Darren as well, and I love it, but I want to say, can you guys describe Canyon Network in a few sentences? Uh, yeah, Brian, that. Do you want, want me to jump right in? Okay. Um, I think it's, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a canyon. I mean, it's a, a network of canyons, as you'd expect. Um, they're about 50 meters deep in, in most parts, so you know well well enough to to hide any of your mechs in there um there's sort of a a large mountain in the center where you can um you know you can occupy that mountain and it's quite defensible one of the uh the conquest points is on it um there's a river going through one side uh and and that's about it the um the main uh concept behind it from my point of view was that uh, I wanted it to be a, a real contrast to Alpine, which was the map that uh, I just, I guess, finished working on before we started with this one. Um, whereas in Alpine, you you really have to commit to what you're doing, right? Like you, uh, you've got to decide what you're going to do and do it. And once you make that commitment, you don't have uh, you don't have a lot of options to scramble and and uh, get out of what you've started. Whereas with this one. Um, you really can make up what you're doing on the fly uh, because at any point if you're up top you can you can duck down into a canyon if you're in a canyon you can you can run away uh, or scramble up to the top or go to a different canyon uh, I think it'll really be good for for light mechs and medium mechs I made an observation and I don't know and we might ask you this and if if that's so but when I played on this map um, you know what happened that I thought was you know the MechWarrior 2 intro? Uh, MechWarrior 2 uh, Mercenaries intro? Oh, yeah. It's that location, isn't it? Or actually, no, MechWarrior 2. <laughs> yeah. You know, when the Timberwolf gets moved the, by yes. the, the, you know, um, summoner. It's that sort of like. Uh, it's that feeling. Yeah. It's like you're down in these, like, uh, old, like, riverbeds, if you will, you know, and it's all been washed away. And, anyways, that's sort of like how I felt. So I don't know if that's maybe that's uh, some of the. So you were saying in contrast to Alpine, would that be, would the main contrast be like uh, distance as well as maybe open space? It's definitely smaller uh, than Alpine. Um, it's about, in square footage, it's about the same size as Caustic Valley, but I think it plays, uh, it plays quite a bit bigger than Caustic Valley because it's, it's a lot less open. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, not just in terms of, uh, of distances, but in terms of of uh, availability of of places for you to sort of get away um, is very different than Alpine in that respect. So you can like hit and then literally turn the corner and they're gone and you're like hey, well, Alpine you sort of know the general direction they're going in right because you're like oh yeah it's only so so many places they can go because it's sort of wide open whereas uh, like this you basically hit and run so light mechs and mediums jump jet capable mechs I think will be in having a ton of fun yeah and it's a, a really uh 
a really good map uh, for ambushes. Uh, I myself have been a victim of uh, of many ambushes in the playtest, and it uh, it can be quite uh, it can be quite alarming, but it can also be a, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, when you can escape and run off on your own and and flank around the entire team, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of places you can hide. Now, where did the idea or inspiration for Canyon Map uh, come from? Uh, do you remember, Brian, whose, whose idea it was? I think it might have been yours initially. Yeah, you know, I don't recall. I think it was one of the ones we had from way back in pre-production over a year ago. We had uh, about I think, 15 or 20 map designs that we laid out uh, roughly. And I think it was a derivative of that. And then <clears throat> I think a lot of people, including myself, uh, had feedback. And we, we kind of narrowed it down to your vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that we uh, like what we talked. Like, it definitely wasn't one of the specific uh, specific ones, like that you know that we actually had like the full on designs for. But um, I, I think once we sort of once we sort of decided on it, a canyon, you know, then it uh, I just started uh, sort of doodling away in Photoshop and coming up with different ideas, and then uh, we we played through a bunch of play tests and and iterated on it a few times. This is one of the ones that went through, uh, from my point of view, went through the most. Uh, iterations uh, before we ended up with what we have. It started up the first time we played it. Uh, the uh, I think it was a lot bigger, but the canyons were definitely deeper. The, the cliffs were very high uh, to the point where it was difficult to aim. Uh, the canyons were very deep, and um, I, th- I think it was bigger. We, we made it a bit uh, a bit tighter and a bit smaller. It was a derivative of uh, a Battlefield 2 map too. I think we had looked at that for inspiration. One of our favorite ones. Now, very cool. With this as well as we've been asking a lot of people a lot of people have been asking it's nice to have like some historic background like actually in the lore but does this map or this particular setting have anything that ties into like a a planet or a setting in the Battletech universe like was it part of a a particular battle or did you guys just make it up Uh, we generally try to keep all the maps agnostic right now uh, just because we they have to represent a multitude of planets once community warfare comes online so while there might be um there is some lore associated with the map, uh, uh, just a, a generic uh, story. Uh, we don't try and set on any specific planet for now. Eventually, we'd like to get to some, um, how do you say, like, I don't know, character maps that would represent a specific, uh, an actual planet where an actual battle took place. But for now, we're just filling out the roster with generic maps. Gotcha. I think there there is sort of a... a fiction behind this one uh, not a specific uh, piece of canon but the fiction behind this I think is that it's meant to be a, a big canyon that the, the people from a nearby city just dump all their trash into <laughs> sounds like fun now what about some stats uh, surface temperature or anything else you can tell us about the drop zone uh, does one of you guys have that uh, Garth or? yeah Garth's going to do that one I Garth you're up me, but okay yeah. hold on Randall has a bunch of them Garth under the bus I, I, I have them, so <laughs> I was going to let one of you say them, but do you mind if I say a few? Go ahead. Go All ahead. Right, so the equatorial temperature is 36 degrees Celsius. There's a 0.9 surface gravity. Uh, let's see what else would matter on here. Uh, the highest native life is mammals. Cool. And surface water, 55%. So there's a few stats. I was going to say. Thank you, guys. If we got some mammals, can we can we shoot animals on the, on the map? No, that's not appropriate. No. Right, I think so. it, it it works out to to being normal as as opposed to uh, like Caustic Valley or Tourmaline where it's hot or 
you know, alpine where it's cold. This is much closer to uh, the, the normal temperature of a uh, forest colony. Okay, gotcha. I was going to say, like, caustic, what, you run up in the caldera, it's like, uh, what is it, 90 Celsius there or something like that? It's ridiculous. Uh, so hot. Now, what are we looking in terms, is there any surface water or anything to, I know a lot of people have been asking about that, right? Because you guys We know stated, there's a river. Yeah, because you know, like, is it is it deep enough to where you can, like, submerge part of your torso or is it just legs now? Because a lot of people have been saying, you know, like, hey, it's cool that the heat dissipation helps with single heat sinks, but a lot of people don't take single heat sinks, so is that, like, you know, what, what's going on with water? Do we have any? There's a, a river, as you said, I think that, that it shows up in the screenshot. It's not... Uh... It's not a huge river. I, th- I think it's about the same depth as the the river in River City. I think it's about uh, waist deep. Uh, and there is a small lake over on the other side of the map, uh, which I think is a little bit deeper, but I don't think anybody's getting fully submerged in that. A river runs through it. <laughs> yeah, that movie was very much the inspiration for this map. Oh, I God. knew it. That's what I was trying to get at. Okay, what uh, what kind of size are we looking at in terms... Well, we, we already kind of know this. You said it's similar to... Uh, to caustic. So what about numbers? Do we have any official numbers as far as the size? I, I don't have that uh, off the top of my head, but um, it, it definitely is comparable to caustic. Um, go, go me- you want, I should just go measure caustic and then I got the numbers, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If, if you were to overlay the two over top of each other, I think they'd be uh, roughly the same. Um, but like I said before, this one, I mean, caustic, there's a lot of open space and, and you can see people coming from a mile away. And so this makes, because this map is, is sort of the opposite of that, it makes it play it's a the lot inverse. bigger. It is the inverse. Very cool. All right. So with this particular map, a lot of people have been asking and already speculating how it's going to play out. You know, uh, you post up screenshots, Brian, early on and people, oh, and of course, this is right when uh, PPCs in the Highlander and stuff. No, oh my God, sniper, you know, everywhere. How does this play out? Is it a sniper map? Is it brawling? Is there both? How is flanking? And do you see that playing a big role in this particular map? Yeah, all those things. It's a, it's a sniper map uh, if you want it to be, uh, because you can easily hide from snipers. Uh, and what I've found uh, is that in the, the playtests we've had, me and, or from my point of view, at least, uh, Using my uh, Gauss rifles, I've had quite a few matches where it's me against Kyle Lawrence uh, shooting at each other with Gauss rifles across the top. So it's there's a lot of sniper on sniper uh, fighting, but uh, I mean if you want to protect yourself from snipers, it's it's a simple matter of staying low. Uh, as for brawlers, um, there's there's a lot of twisty uh, twisty turny canyons, and you can find yourself face to face with guys, you know, with uh, with very little warning. So. Uh, there's a lot for brawlers to do. Uh, what was the other thing you said? Flanking? Well, it was just, uh, you know, yeah, yeah I was flanking. Yeah, uh, for sure, because there's so many paths through the canyons, um, there's a lot of opportunities to get around behind the enemy if, if they're not careful. Would you say that uh, jump jets are advantageous on this map? I would. Yeah, I'm thinking so too, with all the high spires and it's going to be pretty well, cool. What I'm thinking is, with implementation of 12v12 and another lance on top of that, I just feel like we're about to get the blackjack as well, um, another medium mech, and I'm just thinking of, you know, one of the drawbacks, obviously, of having the heavy assault mechs is the, you know, um, the the speed maneuverability. I'm just thinking if, literally, you can almost imagine uh, hit-and-run tactics being used by medium and light mechs, you know, um, and this map just sort of, I think, might cater to that. Um, I do that a lot. Do you? There's spiders in them there canyons. 
They're just going to be like whizzing by people. Garth's everywhere. Never be able to see him. I can't tell you how many times Garth has killed me in his uh, stupid little cicada on that stupid map. Stupid little, it's that's right. Very annoying. I think this will definitely be the, the, the best map for medium max for sure. Cool. So now, how many people total were involved in the creation of Canyon Network? Um, I think that, I mean, the, the most, there was me, me, uh, you know, in the initial design phase, uh, Viona did a lot of, a lot of work. She spent a lot of time in there on the art. Uh, Kevin Meek, I think, spent a lot of time as well. Um, those are, I think, I think the three main ones. And, um, uh, and there's lots of, lots of other people worked on, on, uh, the various different art assets, um, those that were specifically for it, and uh, you know those from that we already had from other maps, so it, it'd be hard pressed to put a number on it, but a lot. Um, I actually had a question when it comes to the creation um, of the map, in particular, this has to do with performance, and I just figured I'd ask. I know a lot of uh, games draw distance and stuff has a huge effect on like performance. You know, the further you can see, the more it's loaded on. How is the performance on this map considering everything's like uh, is it close sort of quarters? Are you guys uh, it's a looking a lot better, or you know, knowing are you implementing some of the things you learned from the older maps and putting it in, into this? Uh, we've definitely been working on that over the last uh, the last few weeks. Um, we recently um, we recently worked on some uh, occlusion stuff inside the canyons that that should be uh, should be occluding stuff, you know, beyond canyon walls uh, better than it was as of a couple weeks ago. So. Uh, it's definitely improving. Awesome. I know a lot of people, that was one of the questions in the podcast yesterday that, you know, um, people were asking was, you know, how is performance improvements coming? Because, you know, a lot of people, um, they don't have the, the, I guess, the most high-end rig, and they, they still want to be able to play at, you know, decent FPS and stuff. And so just figured I'd ask. So uh, can I ask you, and we've already sort of covered how this map is different, but... Um, what were you trying to achieve when you created this map that i mean like you as the sort of designer and guy behind it you said you were working in photoshop like what were you trying uh when you were drawing it when you were imagining yourself you know playing on this particular setting and map and what were you what were you going for and uh you know i'm assuming you achieved it uh sure yeah um i i guess uh, like i talked about in the last podcast i i i really uh i'm really eager to try and make each map beat unique or at least you know different from most of the other maps so uh, having just gotten off Alpine I, I really just wanted to make it uh, make it be kind of you know really different from what Alpine was um, and uh, talking of, of Photoshop um, essentially what I'm doing in there is is drawing height maps so you know the equivalent of scribbling with different colored gray markers you know drawing paths and and gullies and canyons uh, as opposed to actually making fancy art, um, but uh, you know that was it. Basically, I just wanted uh, I just wanted a map where Mex could get in it, and uh, you know, kind of uh, where where in Alpine, I think you you benefit really from having a master plan. I think in this map, uh, I wanted a kind of a map where where you can get in there and kind of wing it, uh, and uh, that you know be really chaotic battles. And uh, so far, there definitely have been. There's been a lot of talk in the community lately about uh, a desire for community-made maps. Can you reiterate yours and PGI's position on uh, community-made maps? Sure, I'll, I'll answer that one. Uh, I mean, we'd love to support community-made content. It's it's just not as easy 
as it is in say a retail box product that has a set of modules that you deliver to the to the user and then they distribute the maps through their own websites or or a variety of content distribution networks for us because we're a free-to-play game uh, the content has to be and, and we monetize and we make money through uh, player uh, actions and purchases it's really important that the content run and be of a quality level that meets our minimum spec and the minimum quality that we are trying to achieve with the product and to allow uh, players to upload uh, very large uh, amounts of content in the form of maps up onto the CDN uh, and then allow players to download that for free actually has quite a significant cost associated with it and it's not easy for us to just say okay well you can get the map uh, over at XYZ site because they're going to host it they'd be more than happy to host it uh, Unfortunately, we can't allow that to happen because if the map doesn't exist for everybody, then not everybody can play on it. And we enter into all these situations where we have to uh, gracefully fail uh, and not allow players to be match made because they don't have the right content. And so it's, it's a really big, big program to offer maps to the users. And right now we're not ready to do that. We're not equipped to do it, but we are actually looking at ways to support it it's just not something that's going to happen anytime soon. I was going to say, Brian, we actually talked about this yesterday. Um, I'm assuming you're familiar with like the old map editors for like Command and Conquer and Mac Commander, you know, where it was like you open it up and it was all like tile based and, um, you know, where you already had prefabs set up for everyone. Have you guys ever thought about that to where, um, you know, something could be released to the public as far as like a map editor for, uh, you know, MWO, and it's all prefabs that you guys establish. So therefore, it's not uploaded content by, you know, individuals, but they could still use terrain tools or like a height map that they created. Um, so like, I, I know I, I, it would probably be a nightmare to try to create that, but I mean, in the long term, the community, and I, I you know, I, I sort of see where a lot of people are going is the amount of community content that the community can make as far as maps would be a you know probably pretty big because some of these you know a lot of people have a lot of time and they have a lot of passion but have you guys thought about something like that to where it's like all prefabs you guys already do it and so you don't have to worry about like the mickey mouse or you know some outrageous you know um you know three models showing up in a map yeah absolutely i mean it is anything's possible Right. If you put a certain amount of resources towards it, a certain amount of money, it's absolutely achievable. Uh, what you said is a, is a fine way to do it, in fact. Uh, it would limit uh, user-created content. Nobody would be able to add models. Nobody would be able to change textures. You'd have to use uh, what we've provided, which there's a significant amount there. And yes, the files would be uh, a lot smaller, uh, but that's just one piece of the puzzle. The other po part is who says what gets to get what gets put up on our CDN, who votes for it. There has to be a mechanic. There has to be a way for the community to decide that. There has to be a way for us to vet it. Uh, it has to pass certain performance criteria. We have to make sure it can't be cheated on. Uh, and then we get into the economics of the game. When we balance our maps, we understand that the gameplay is going to be fair for everybody to the best of our ability. If somebody puts up a map that is maybe lopsided to one side or the other, it could potentially destabilize the rewards or the amount of money people make. And because our, we have a full economic system that's dependent on the success of players inside the game it gets a little more tricky just to offer up uh, that kind of wild wild west of, of levels so it's not an easy problem to solve and it's multifaceted 
but we're definitely looking at different ways to bring the community into our fold and allow them to contribute in some ways. Awesome. Appreciate that. I mean, that's pretty much, I think, what we said, you know, yesterday that you've, you've said that before. But uh, yeah, thanks for the confirmation on that. I mean, we sort of came to the same conclusion that we all like the whole community. I would love the ability to make a map. Um, and I think it'd be cool if there was tools to where it was like easy because like CryEngine Editor isn't very easy. Um, and it does take a lot of time to get in there and like learn yourself. Uh, so something that would be uh, sort of a, a tool set and editor would be great. But uh, anyways, thanks for that confirmation. And let's go ahead and move on. Now, of course, you guys know that we like hearing about maps. We like hearing about, you know, uh, new settings. I know you guys, we've heard something about an asteroid and volcano. Um, can we get any information on like what's after Canyon? Um, like, and can you give us a little bit of info on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, one of the the next map is pretty exciting. It, it is Volcano. That's what's going to be up. It'll be in July, August timeframe, and it's uh, it's another uh, you know temperature based map, and it feature, features a really interesting kind of pockmarky uh, terrain with lots of lots and lots of different paths, lots of ways to uh, to to move through the map and hide and engage your enemies. Um, I'm going to let Thad talk a little bit about it because he could give you a better better overview. That's the next one. And then after that, we're looking at two maps right now. One is Archipelago, which is an island. And again, Thad's working on this currently after he moves off, or he's already off of Canyons, but uh, he's currently working on that map along with, we're doing prototyping and uh, design on an asteroid map, which would be the one after that. Volcano, we, we haven't uh, done too many play tests on it, but the, the last one we did was really fun. And uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be one of my favorite maps. I I can tell. But my favorite ones are the ones uh, that are more like Alpine and Caustic Valley and Tourmaline, where it's like uh, you know there's less sort of defined areas and more of, of like a big space where you can where you can kind of make up you know what you want to do as opposed to we're going ocean, we're going cave or whatever. And uh, I, I think it's going to be good. It's big. Um, I think it's it's probably I think it's uh, I think it's a little smaller than Tourmaline, but I, I'm actually not 100% sure. Um, but it's it's going to be big. It's going to be really really cool. The the lava looks awesome. Um, I will say we I'm very familiar with uh, a lava map, and uh, for those that played Mechorite Living Legends, they had a, a volcano map on that. It was uh, Inferno, and holy very crap, cool man. map. Like you fall in the lava and stuff like that. Are you guys going <laughs> to yeah. have those effects to where you know you actually? cross into the lava stream your mech heats up and overheats and stuff yeah we got uh we got exactly that very cool all right well i'm actually looking to this uh more screenshots of the volcano and um our um i'm not even gonna try to pronounce that our <laughs> archipelago <laughs> anyways uh thanks guys for coming out and obviously um you know one thing is uh we're really looking forward to the new map and particularly what this comes out uh Canyons comes out this Tuesday, along with the Blackjack, um, uh, along with a ton of other like weapon balance and changes and stuff that you guys are going to be implementing. But uh, that is Tuesday, the twenty-first. Yes, yes, and uh, hopefully we'll have some tidbits for you before the twenty-first. I think that's uh, I can't, that's fair to say. Anyways, guys, uh, you know Brian and Thad, it's always a pleasure getting you guys out here to talk about the uh, upcoming stuff. So I. We, I definitely know we're going to be having you guys on soon on the podcast itself. Um, and so, Brian, uh, thank you again for uh, taking the time to be here. Yeah, it's always our pleasure. Uh, you know, Thad is uh, very well-spoken. and uh, 
He's uh, <laughs> one of our best designers. I love having, love hearing him talk about it. it. Shows the passion that we have in the studio. So, uh, well, you're very fun. kind. I was going to say, do you think we can get some possible screenies in the near future of Volcano? Uh, something upcoming? You guys got some stuff released? Planned? Monday morning tweets, eh? Yeah, yeah, Monday. <laughs> Yeah, let's get let's get canyons out of the way first. <laughs> then, so greedy. No, talk. I know. Um, uh, yeah, and the next mech is the piranha. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. It only Jeez. swims. Uh, a geez. little bit of pollen in there. I was gonna say, um, we definitely do want you on the the next podcast, and, and I'll talk to you later on, uh, Brian. Um, obviously, with a lot of things coming up, we would like some answers, and I, I know you guys are wanting to to spill your guts on stuff like community warfare and uh, the upcoming mysterious UI 2.0 stuff coming out of the periphery or from the periphery. Anyways, guys. Um, appreciate you guys coming out here and uh, yeah I just want to say thank you to all of our live studio audience being a part of this and uh, yeah make sure to head over to our Facebook page um, it's a great way for us to be able to get information to you directly uh, it's a great way for us to show you mech porn or uh, let you know of events going on right at the last minute now that being said is um, I post up a lot of stuff on Facebook that doesn't go on our website because our current website we push a lot of content down and we don't want to do that New website and new forms are almost ready. We're doing a lot of testing, so stay tuned for more information on that. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel. Um, head over there and uh, check out the latest vids. I've been doing a lot of Mech Commander videos. Uh, I'm going to continue to do those. I'm actually going to take a step back, and people are asking to continue doing the Mech Lab and customization and stuff and showing like the um, all the details with that. I'll continue to do that, and uh, I'll switch back to that format. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to say thank you to everyone, our community, our staff members. Darren, thanks for taking the time for doing this. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, another Mech Devs and Beer down. So this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mech Devs and Beer podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors.